0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast.
1: Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. And uh, it's uh, been a busy couple of days to start the week. It's only going to get busier. Um, Actually, officially, in my books, March Madness starts later tonight. We'll get into all of that. Um, Brady, uh, a couple of uh, area kids that uh, we want to get the congrats out to Um, last night before the basketball game that I was at, the St. Clair-Cuzinoa game. St. Clair senior Derek Distelrath honored as one of the 32 recipients of the 2022 MHSAA Scholar-Athlete Award. Only the second kid from the East China School District to ever win this award. Yeah, statewide Um, award. Big honor. Big honor. So he'll go to the Breslin Center March 26th. Hopefully, with the rest of his Saints, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll get a two thousand dollars scholarship uh, at the boys' uh, basketball state uh, finals, and he will use that to go to Western Michigan. Oh, by the way, yeah, where he's going to play tennis and study business analytics, meaning he's smarter than me or you. Yes, he is.
0: Um, so, congratulations to him, and congratulations, to Luke Fletcher, who got his first D one offer last night from Eastern Michigan. I'm sure we'll be mentioning that a lot more over the summer and coming months.
1: He's going to get a few more offers. I
0: would be surprised if he didn't.
1: Did Like, do you feel obligated to go to the first team, though, that goes nah. after you? Or I mean, it's nice. You definitely
0: feel better for the first team that talked to you, but at the end of the day, it's whatever the best is for you. As long as, at least for me, as long as they got to me in the, like, the appropriate window and didn't come at the last second, like, and you could tell their plans fell through with someone else then no i mean it's all you always remember the first but it's not um not the biggest factor at least for me it wasn't yeah and i,
1: and I again i i think he's going to get uh more offers um he was definitely this past season an impact player for that husky defense oh yeah so oh yeah congratulations to uh mr fletcher and mr stillrath and uh, we'll congratulate ourselves a little more as the show goes on because I think it's going to be a good show Yeah, we'll, today.
0: we'll actually start with the top fives after the break. Uh, get those out of the way quickly because we didn't have time on Monday to do them.
1: Yeah, how about that? We had so much to do on Monday that we couldn't even get our top five in. So uh, keep in mind that the top five deals with coming into the week. And so games that have been played this week yes. don't count in this top yes, five. Yes, it reverts to as of the twenty. 20-
0: going into the 21st so it's a little dated but we'll see how our top five
1: did when you run with us on a gator utv the engine has your full attention the herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet nothing runs like a deer Forty-four Duraclean by Bachelor.
3: Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water Area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's world most Admired companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team And create the future of mobility together.
1: Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing
0: field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated?
1: Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, Ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at sheridanagency.com. If you're not listening to Get Stuck on Sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Uh, we're because of the snowouts and all of that, We kind of did, uh, the Monday show was kind of Friday and Monday, packed into uh, one, and so as it turned out, we went long and and we didn't really have time for the uh, top five boys and girls basketball poll. so we're going to do that now. Yeah, I'll give it to
0: you real quick, won't take too much because we have a lot to talk about, especially from last night. Again, this is coming into the week, so it is like two days dated, so this does not factor in the results from Monday and Tuesday nights. For the boys basketball poll, Croslax was number one. They had all four four first place votes. They're at 20 points. Richmond, 15 points. They're in second. I believe they jumped up. Passport here on Northern after losing to Cusno. Northern falls to three with 11 points. Barely stays above Saint Clair, who's in fourth with 10. Cardinal Mooney brings up the rear in fifth place with three points. Emly City also got a vote. So again, if this is the first time you've heard it. If you get a first-place vote, you get five points. If you get a fifth-place vote, you get one point. So, Croslex one with 20. Richmond second with 15. Northern third with 11. St. Clair fourth with 10. Mooney fifth with three. And MLA City receives one vote as well.
1: I think the, the boys were tougher to sift through this past week than the girls were.
0: I will tell you, uh, between the four polls... Between myself, Dennis, Brennan Welper of the Times Herald, and Callie uh, Newberry of Blue Water Healthy Living, Northern was put in three different spots. So that was one no one could really agree on. Yeah. Um, so that was the boys. The girls, a little more interesting. We had two ties, Dennis. Wow. Two ties, and one of them was at number one. Marysville and M.L.A. City each splitting first-place votes. They have both come in with 18. So for the first time this year, Marysville is tied for first in the girls' poll, and M.L.A. City stays at number one, although they're sharing it now, with or, or with Marysville. There's
1: only one way to decide it. We have to have an M.L.A. City-Marysville game. Which couldn't
0: happen until the regional final, which is unfortunate. If we get it, it'll be awesome, Yeah, but it's going to be a tough road for both both those teams to get there. Port here on the only team not sharing their spot. They're at third with 11 points, and tied for fourth, Marine City and Sandusky, each with six points. They are knotted up at four, and Yale receiving a vote. They got one point.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it's been a big uh, – I'll start it that way then. It's been a big early week for Sandusky this week. Yes. They clinched a share of the title on Monday in girls' basketball when they beat Harbor Beach 41-22, to and then we'll get more in segment two about them because they won the title outright with a win last night, mm-hmm. and, and we'll look at that and we'll look at some Aldemar numbers coming up. So that's my Sandusky tease but they did play back-to-back nights. So. But on Monday, uh, they doubled up Harbor Beach to clinch a share of the title. Yeah,
0: so again, tied for first, Emily City and Marysville. They split the first-place votes. Port Huron at third with 11. Marine City and Sandusky tied for fourth with six points. Yale received one vote.
1: All right, now let's get into the girls' basketball from uh, Monday, uh, and uh, I saw a makeup game Um, and uh, also um, thought it was going to be a 7 o'clock tip. Walked (laughs) into the gym, and they were already warm. It's a good thing I get to games early. That's why we get to games Um, early. And and I I walked in at 6, and there was like 12 minutes left in warm-ups. But we got on the air fine, didn't miss anything, uh, and Cousineau and uh, Marine City uh, went at it. Um, And the first quarter was pretty good. For the Mariners. Slow start, they, they got down 4 nothing, and then they went on a 9-0 run, and they're up 9-4, but by the end of the quarter, it was 12-10 Marine City, and Cousino was in the process of a big run. Uh, and they had a, a, a better second quarter, and Cousino, they only played six kids, Brady. And, That's and, what they do. And I think they would have played the five starters the whole game, but the one player got into foul trouble early so they had to bring in a backup center otherwise nobody got off the the bench for cuzino all night long they they play the snot out of their players but they just keep coming right um they they, they it's worked for them they got them sucking in the blue yeah um and and, and they had some players do some good things uh, and, and it was a tight game at halftime. It was 25-22, Cousineau, And Cousineau won the third quarter big, and, th- and that's really where they won the ball game. The, I, I don't know what it is about Marine City, Brady. They're too good for this to happen. But they hit those, those stretches in games where they'll go four or five minutes and they can't score. And I don't understand it because they have scorers. Like, they have good offensive players. I think it hurt them that Isabella Volkman played most of the second half with four fouls. Yes,
0: because then you can't play your – like, you have to play a little timid.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, That and and the fact that you're using – like, normally she brings the ball up and facilitates the offense, and now you've got other people doing that. Not that they don't have capable people – but it's just, you know, you're used to somebody doing something for you. She's their best ball handler probably. Um, Cousin Ol likes to pressure. They like to trap the ball. They like to to come after you defensively. So not having Bella Volkman in the game creates more turnovers for you, I think, and more more mistakes. But they got outscored 18-8 in the third quarter, and all of a sudden they're down 13 going into the the fourth quarter and I think at one point they got down as much as 18 but they actually had a big push in the fourth they outscored them 20-11 to in the fourth and ended up only losing 54-50 to and they were still in it with under 10 seconds to go Mm -hmm. Um, and it came down to was Kiara Williams going to make a free throw when she went to the line and she did and that made it a four point game and at that point even had they made their half-court three-pointer, it wasn't going to matter. But it ended up being a close basketball game, but really for much of the second half, it wasn't that close. I mean, I give the Mariners credit because they didn't pack it in and they made Cousin o play to the end. Mm-hmm. But, th- again, third quarter, there was like a five-minute stretch in there, um, and, and, it, and it didn't matter. Like, they They took timeouts. They tried to correct the situation. they They just couldn't score and they made a lot of mistakes. They did get fourteen from Chloe Austin. Um, I thought she'd hit a three in the in the dying seconds that would have made the finish a little more interesting because they would have only have been down three after the free throws instead of being down four. right. And then that last shot does matter. But they said she had her toe on the line. So it was a two-point shot. Uh Jocelyn Distelrath had Deetland? uh uh Deatlin. Yeah, excuse me. I had Distalrath <laughs> on the brain. Uh Jocelyn Deatlin had ten. Jade Blanchard had nine all in the second half. Um and Layla Comet had seven. Most of it came in the opening minutes of the game. She had five, the first five points for Marine City in the uh the game. So um it was at times, a good ball game, and at times, a disappointing uh, ball game. Uh, and Cousinot ended up winning 54. And they've got some good players, too. Kara Williams had 18, and Sidney Dixon had 16 um, for them. And Demaya Asbury is a freshman, seven points, and she handles the rock. And she's their girl that gets the other people the basketball in position to score. And they just go, 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 go. And like I say, they only played six kids. And the one kid had foul trouble early and really didn't play a lot. So they pretty much played that whole basketball game with five kids. And I don't know how they do it. Like, it makes me tired thinking about it.
0: Right. They And it's, uh, like I said, it's work for them. Sometimes you, you just kind of get used to it. And especially after 19 games, you know what to expect and – you learn how to pace yourself, and, well, that's a that's a win for them because the, Marine City beat Cousineau earlier in the year. That's kind of payback for the Patriots.
1: And I just, you know, like I don't know where to gauge Marine City because this is a really talented group, and they've done well. Like, they've had a really good season, but I, they're that team, Brady, that they can either win the district – Or lose their first game.
0: Yeah, they have uh, an easier path to the district final. St. Clair's on the other side with Marysville. So they would only have to see one of them. It's just, I really want to like this Marine City team and I want to go all in. But I guess the two games I've seen when they've played Marysville and in the first one, they got off to such a slow start. And in the second one, they were playing with them and felt like they were doing well for the first quarter and a half and then i just can't get that what was it like a 27 to nothing run over two quarters off my mind like that's just something that it's hard to come back from and now they've lost two straight going into the districts they finished their regular
1: season 15 and 4 which is good is, which, which is, is really, really good, good. But And half their losses are to a first-place team. But it's really
0: good, yet if they can't beat Marysville again, they're going to have a 16-win season and not put any numbers on a banner, which is, the, I guess, the disappointing part because you know the team is talented enough to do it. But Marysville has just been a buzzsaw after a little lull early in the season. Yeah.
1: Uh, two other girls' scores: New Haven beat Madison forty-eight to nineteen, and Peck was a winner on Monday night over Landmark thirty-four to twenty-five. There was a basketball game for the boys on uh, Monday night. Uh, Brown City got twenty-three from Gaydon Muxlow and fifteen from Connor Cooper, and actually beat Harbor Beach. Fifty-seven to forty-three, so a nice win for the the Green Devils. Beach got a really good game from Grant uh, Smoglinski. nineteen points, eleven rebounds. He's a heck of a big. Yeah, I'm telling. I saw him against CrossLex. He is a legit big man, up all the way up in Beach. Uh, Tanton Babcock added nine for Harbor Beach. Um, you know, th- this this is a we've talked about Brown City. A little bit. They're they're kind of a team that you and I like, and yet, well, they just, have they, they underachieved because of their like we well, thought a
0: little bit of it. It has to do with their start. If you remember, Brown City at the beginning of the year started off 0 3, an eight-point loss at Laker, a two-point loss to Almont at home, and then a nine-point or an eight-point loss at Croslycks, a the game they were winning in the fourth quarter. So you start off 0 and 3. If I tell you they're, that since that they're 10 and 4, you feel a little better about it. And the other two, two of their those four losses have come to Ubly once by four and once by two. So, yes, 10 and 7 from the beginning of the year, I would say, is a little bit of a disappointment. But when they lose, they lose close. They haven't had a loss by double digits. Yeah. And that includes playing Croslex and Richmond.
1: And they're what? They're 7 and 3 now in league, I think? Yes. And
0: I don't think they're going to be able to get a league title. To do so, they need Ubley to lose at Marlette tonight. That's. Going to be tough. Marlette's a good team, but Ubley, they are sitting at thirteen and three—and the only team in the GTC East that can beat them is Memphis. You're only two against the Yellow Jackets.
3: Yeah,
1: it's uh, it, it's interesting because you kind of from Ubbly, Harbor Beach, Brown City, Memphis, Marlette—you can kind of throw a blanket over everybody. They kind of knock each other off. I mean, Ubley has had the most success. Right, but teams have been knocking each other off this year, and really only Sandusky and k have struggled in the league.
0: Right, yeah, because Marlot's four and six, but that's not like they've been bad in league. Um, but what that win did for Brown City was it knocked Harbor Beach. Out of they don't control their own destiny anymore because they were seven and two, Ubley was nine and two. You went out, you share the league title. Now they need help from Marlette tonight.
1: Yeah, so uh, interesting uh, result and a big win for uh, Brown City on Monday night. Uh, jam packed with games last night. Really good games, and uh, we'll go through uh, all of those uh, in just a moment. But let's grab a a quick break here. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports Podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer.
2: 2507520.
0: Your satisfaction is our guarantee.
3: Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kids Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J E P S O N Carco.com Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride.
2: This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also
0: know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future.
2: Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna
3: International would like to thank the Blue Water Area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water Area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand-new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics.
1: If you're not listening to
0: GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul.
1: Your kids, your schools, your sports. So uh, last night it was a lighter schedule than the girls, so we'll talk about them first. We have a player in the area, Brady, that didn't get drafted this year in our girls basketball draft. And in her last three games, she has stuck her tongue out at us and said, 45 points, 51 rebounds in the last three games for Jersey McGregor.
0: Yeah, she's definitely turned it on the last three games and in a big way, not like. Not double-doubles where you get 11 and 10. No. She's had monster games.
1: Her last three, 8 and 15, 18 and 20, and last night 19 points, 16 rebounds, and Northern beat Yale by 16. Didn't see that coming. 52-36, Huskies beat the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, that's a real nice win. I like the BWAC teams, but it's a little different going from playing Dakota, Gross Point North, Ike, PH to then getting to have Yale come to your place. Doesn't seem as intimidating.
1: Yale's a good team. Yale's a good team. It's a nice
0: win. It looks like Jersey McGregor just said, "Uh uh-uh, we're we're getting a much-needed dub.
1: Yeah, and you know who else has picked up her play scoring-wise, especially the last few games? Kate Nichols, and she had 13 points. In the win last night. Yep, yeah. It's been uh,
0: it's been a good night for for Northern, and hopefully it continues tonight when they take on Saint Clair. I'll be at that one. That's that's a really interesting one for
1: me. Yeah, Nor. We'll have to talk more about yeah. that um, in, in a minute. Elmont. Um, speaking of BWAC teams that had to play MAC teams last night, Elmont crossed over and they beat Chippewa Valley thirty-two to twenty-six. Grace Koenig had ten points, and Kendall Roshevsky with eight points. I think I'm in the ballpark with that. <laughs> I might not have got it exactly, but Roshevsky is going to be the best I'm going to do with that. Well, and
0: <laughs> Chippewa Valley, for whatever reason, their girls' basketball has not been great yeah. as of late. That's still a nice win for a school that's triple the size of Almont.
1: Yeah, I think the school. At Chippewa Valley, has a bigger population than the town of Almont.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people at Chippewa Valley, but not enough to beat um, beat the Raiders. Yeah. That's a, that's
1: a nice win for them. That is a nice win for them because they've been struggling lately uh, too. Uh, all right, Sandusky wins the GTC East Championship outright with a. <clears throat> 53-12 to 12 win over Brown City. Okay, folks, Brown City is not an awful team. No. And Sandusky just whooped them. They're 19-0 now. Uh, Morgan Teague had 10 points. Emmy Bender had 9. Brooke Jansen had 8. Jenna Steeb 7 points, 11 rebounds in all. Sandusky had 9 players score in the game. So now... They've got uh, their final game of the regular season uh, tomorrow night against Memphis. With a win, it would be their fourth perfect regular season in school history. Um, they could go 20 and 0 on the Al DeMott watch list. 786 wins now, 11 shy of Frank Orlando, who holds the all-time record at 797. Now, we've done the hypothetical math, can't get there this year. If they went all the way and won the state title, they'd only play eight more games this year. But Brady, if they could do that, and it's a tall order. I haven't looked far ahead to you know what they get in regionals and beyond right. that. But let, let, let's just say, hypothetically, they win their next eight basketball games uh, and Al finishes the season with 794 wins. Mm-hmm. He'd be three shy of Frank Orlando. And if they started next season with three wins, he would tie the record in his 1,000th game as a coach. First off, 1,000 games as a coach all at the same school yes, is ridiculous enough. But then you, you throw in that he's pushing 800 wins. Something that, at least in girls basketball, nobody's ever gotten to. Right. I mean, again, are they going to go 8-0? And is it, that's, that's, a, that's a Hollywood kind of thing, right. and I'm not counting on it. But I'm just saying, uh, and, and I don't know, I'm assuming Al's coming back for another year. I would be
0: shocked if he leaves a couple um, short of the record
1: but uh like it it's it's just th- these these numbers and I know we've gone through them before on on the show um but it's it's just it's just stupidly mind numbing what he's done there uh and 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 it's and again I reiterate now, nothing against Frank Orlando but he did what he did at Detroit Country Day Yes, it's a little bit different at Detroit Country. This is Sandusky. Especially
0: once you get it going at that point, it it's going to be more self sustaining. Where you're doing it at Sandusky, even if you pull the best players from the area, you're pulling from a pool of under a thousand kids.
1: And, and the the fact that the consistency, the the, the amount of of time. Uh, that he's been able to to put in there. I mean, we're talking like 40 years on the, the job, Brady. You got to have a – it's Sandusky. You got to have a bad year somewhere. They just don't. They just don't. Not, I mean, you have to go back to like
0: the early, early seasons for that. I mean, Mike Gallagher posts a picture on Twitter. They have two banners, Dennis, that are – overflowing with league and district titles like they are they were just finding spots to put the league titles they don't have any more spots for district titles it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous and the only coach um, in history to get to 800 wins for their side is uh, Roy Johnston who has 801 coaching up at Beaverton. He actually started off in Yale, went to Howell, then Beaverton. Um, I believe Frank Orlando did have like 100 wins coaching boys for the better part of a decade before he switched over to girls basketball. Yeah. But in girls basketball, no one has gotten to 800, yeah.
1: which is just an absurd number. Yeah. The, okay. Again, folks, they only play like on average you play like, if you're really good, you play like 25 games a year, and that's it. That's making a regional final. Yeah, you're only guaranteed 21 games a year. Yes, it's um, so, so that's just like just insane. Um, and and uh, it would be awesome if if they could figure out a way to make a run and get a state championship for this guy because he's
0: never gotten a state title. He's been the runner up one time in '99. Yeah. Has never been able to get a state championship. Won plenty of regionals. He's got seven under his belt. Um, like you said, this he, he's staring down the barrel of his fourth and 20-0 regular season, which is just unbelievable. And, and and I don't know
1: Al DeMott that well. I've only talked to him a handful of times. I mean, I've been working down in Port Huron most of my career, and he's up in – Sandusky talked about his teams a lot, talked about Aldama a lot, but I've actually only met him face to face a handful of times. But the nicest guy in the world, yes. And
0: hopefully, um Mike Gallagher, we've extended an olive branch. Hopefully, the schedules work out where he can come on f- on Friday show. Um, where hopefully, Sandusky's now twenty and zero, and we can do something like that because again, we've been warning you now a year in advance next basketball season there's going to be a stretch where this is the Aldemot radio station <laughs> <laughs> because everything else can wait and it will be it'll be a record that might not never be touched unless there's someone active that can catch him right now because you just don't last at schools that long yeah no
1: it's it's yeah i mean i, I don't even know if somebody coaching at multiple schools can get to 800 wins anymore because it just seems like coaches come and go and uh, everybody does it like if somebody does it for 10 years it's a long time now right and then like okay my kids are done with school and and i'm gonna step down now like to to be on the job for four decades and win that consistently almost at an 80 percent clip, and then to do it again at the same place and and a place it's it's a small town in the middle like, of like think
0: about this if he goes 15 and five in the regular
1: season, his winning
0: percentage goes down.
1: Yeah, that's that's stupid because 15 and five is a great season. Yes. in high school basketball, it really is. All right, Harbor Beach beat Memphis last night, 48 to 23, and Alan Park Cabrini knocked off Marine City Cardinal Mooney, 46 to 31, rounding out the girls' basketball scores. There was a lot of action in uh, boys. The MAC tournament is going on. But I want to start in the BWAC because, for me, the marquee game of the night, the game that everybody in the area is like, okay, if anybody's going to do it, this is the last chance to do it in the BWAC. Yes. And that was Crosslex going to Richmond.
0: Yes. And I'll I'll give you the gaudy numbers. Coming into this game, games that have been played, 788 days since Crosslex has lost a game on the court. December 27, 2019, that's a long time ago, Dennis. Um, it has been 1,099 days since they lost a the game on the court to a BWAC opponent. They had won 41 straight versus BWAC opponents, including postseason matchups, and 45 straight games played, played in the regular season. Richmond came out and they were feeling it. You could tell from the jump, Daquan Haskins and Carl Stevens were on top of it. They had, I believe they both had six in the first quarter and Richmond was up 14 to nine after one. And I'm like, all right. seen teams get off to leads before. Hello, Reese. Then in the second quarter, they go up twenty to nine, and I'm and Lance has to use another timeout, and you go, Okay. They it's rare it's not often Crosslex is down double digits. And then on cue, boom, twenty to twenty, like two minutes later. You're <laughs> like, th- there's the run. Jake Townsend was feeling it from outside the arc. He was hitting some big shots to help bring him back into it. Sage Slanick had a 7-0 run all by himself in the second quarter. And it went back and forth. Richmond had the lead 27-25 at the break. Crosslex in the third after halftime took the lead again. Jake Townsend hitting some big, big shots. But DeQuan Haskins in that third quarter was not letting Crosslex run away with it, as we've seen so many times before. He hit three threes in the third quarter. Crosslex was still up 45 uh, 45- Thirty-nine. because besides Daquan Haskins and Carl Stevens going into the fourth they had 35 of the 39 points for Richmond which on the one hand hey your stars are being stars but on the other hand we talked about it with Northern you gotta have just a little something it doesn't have to be 10 15 points if some of the other guys can give you four six four those add up and (laughs) That's what they started to get in the fourth quarter. Marcus Thompson hits a couple threes. Bartolomucci makes a shot. And Richmond, at one point that was down nine in the fourth, is able to come back. And this is where this is the closest I've seen and the most danger I've seen cross I've seen them down in the fourth. Excuse me, geez. And... They've struggled to, or the other team has struggled to keep up and crosslex pulls away. Richmond was coming back in this one and got a few turnovers. Carl Stevens, or excuse me, first it was one of Marcus Thompson threes. I believe they were down seven on the left wing. Donovan McDonald has the hand close enough where Marcus Thompson could have licked his hand. <laughs> Still, bang, hits a three to cut it to four. They get a turnover. Carl Stevens. Bang, three, one point game, 55 54. And the ball got loose. Richmond got on top of it in the final minute, called a timeout. Now, that was their final timeout they used. Or they had a, it was the last timeout they had the ball. Down one about 25 seconds left in, in that range. And they get it over half court, and they their offense is we are taking the final shot. We are going to live or die by one of our guys either winning it or coming up short and losing. So they're passing back and forth maybe two, three feet inside a half court parallel to the half court line. It's Haskins and Thompson throwing it back and forth. Townsend thought they got just a little lazy with about 14 seconds left, went to jump it, was a half step too late, and as he went to reach across, just bodied uh, Marcus Thompson. Now, initially, there was no call. Thompson got the ball and lost his balance and put his hand down on the other side of half court. So at that point, you can't have a no call. It's either it's a foul on Jake Townsend or it's over and back on Marcus Thompson. Official blows the whistle. Dennis... Four seconds after the play happened. Like you could tell it it just took an extra couple seconds to click in his brain and he made the right call and he called a foul on Jake Townsend. Now it took him a while. The only comparative I could think was in football, the Miami-Ohio State National Championship game where Miami's celebrating the flag comes out. (laughs) Like that's what it felt like except the game wasn't over. Like it took that long. They got the call right. It just took them – Way too long to get it. But I will give him credit because I have seen officials have an ego and stand by their guns and not admit they messed up. You could tell he blew the whistle and he called the foul, which watch the film, right call. For some reason, it just didn't click fast enough. Yeah. So with about 11 seconds left for the one-and-one, one, Marcus Thompson goes to the line, down one against Kroslak's. Bricks the first free throw. Gets loose. I believe it was Carl Stevens Tracks down the rebound in the corner. Drives. Gets another shot off. Loose. Slantik grabs the rebound for Cross-Lex. He's fouled. He goes to the line for a one-and-one. One. Makes the first. Misses the second. McDonald tips it back out. This is with like two seconds left. Clock runs out. And Cross-Lex escaped Richmond with their lives in a big part because Jake Townsend hit five threes and had 23 points. Slanik, he had 11, but seven of that came in a two-minute span in the second quarter. Um, That was the closest I've seen cross-lex and the most back-against-the-wall I've seen them in a BWAC game since we've done this.
1: You know, but... Good teams. They find, find the way. A way. They find and a way. And
0: Richmond had a chance. Daquan Haskins had 22 points and didn't score in the fourth quarter. Wow. Carl Stevens had 20, and he picked up the slack in the fourth quarter. But, again, the problem for Richmond, Marcus Thompson was their next leading scorer with six. No one else had more than two.
1: Yeah, and, and against Krosleks, you you need that secondary scoring. And you don't
0: need like i said you don't need 10 12 points Mays went down in the fourth quarter with an injury he was able to walk off but after the game he didn't look like he was feeling great um but if he gives you six points if Rajewski gives you four he had to bartolomucci hits more than just the one shot because you know these guys have the ability to yeah one of those guys hit a three Like, it's not a lot, but you got to have more than two guys scoring 42 of your 54 points.
1: Yeah, Rajewski and Mays both are guys that can get you 10 points in a game. Yes.
0: Yes, they can. And even Marcus Thompson, how often does he go dead silent for three quarters? Granted, he hit two big threes in the fourth to give Richmond a chance, but... Make two layups before then, it's a big difference. Not that he missed open shots, but if you get to 10 with him, it makes all the difference yeah. in the world. And I'm sure people from Cross-Lex are saying, we didn't play our best game because they didn't. Townsend probably sealed BWAC MVP with that performance. He was the reason why they won because, again, Slanik had 11. S- seven of it came in the second quarter. He had eight at halftime uh had eight points kretsch had eight richmond did a really good job stopping donovan mcdonald mcdonald who had 16 points in the first time these two teams met had two in this one did all right on the boards but how he was a force the first time richmond did a really good job negating him
1: yeah it's a busy night in the BWAC. Armada uh, and Yale had a slugfest. Armada uh, uh, edges Yale 50-48. to 48. I'm going to tell you right now, Yale is that team in the districts I don't want to play. They're not as good as everybody else, and yet they're good enough, and we've already seen it once this year when they beat Richmond, uh, and who else did they beat? They had another game where they snuck up on somebody uh, and, and got them. They're a team I don't want to want to play.
0: What at Armada the first time? Yeah.
1: Um, uh, so Sneezak with thirteen, uh, Justin Chapman with nine for Armada. Yale got eighteen from Hunter Morissette uh, and Ryan Monarch added uh, eleven. But uh, but again, you know. Yale's that team that can throw a monkey wrench into your, your season. Because you feel like you take the court and you feel like, okay, we're going to beat Yale. We're looking at their record. They're okay, yeah, but they we're, were going to. eight they 8-8 going into that game. Yeah, we're, we're going to beat them, and then all of a sudden they do something. Yeah, they've
0: um, won at Armada. They won against Richmond. They beat them by seven, but. They also gave North Branch their only league win. Yeah, they're, like they're, they're they're a
1: strange team that I don't want to play.
0: No, like I could see them winning, uh, beating a team in the district that they had no business. I could also see them losing to a team you feel like they should blow by. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's the they're that team. They're they're well coached too, and they play a style that if that if you get trapped and let them control the tempo you can get in trouble. Against, I mean, they went uh,
0: punch that. for punch with St. Clair. Earlier. Yeah, that was
1: a great game. But again, but like uh, there were stretches that. of that game where Yale controlled the tempo and didn't let St. Clair play the kind of basketball that they like to play.
0: But you look at the couple games before that, Marine City gobsmacked them. They are so Jekyll and Hyde, they are the hardest team to predict night in and night out. And as of late, They've struggled. They've lost five of their last six in BWAC play, and their only win coming over MLA City, but a five-point loss to MLA City, uh, but a twelve-point loss to North Branch, a two-point loss to Armada. Like, can't make heads or tails of this yeah. team.
1: Yeah, uh, Emley City, by the way, beat North Branch fifty-five to thirty-four, and Elmont beat Elginac fifty-six to twenty-five last night. Uh, up in the thumb, it was Peck fifty-nine. 59- Mayville uh, 30. Uh, before we get into the MAC, let's talk about Mooney Everest because they had a oh. wild game. Yeah. This is the Catholic League playoffs.
0: Yeah, semifinals, and Cardinal Mooney trying to make it to the uh, Catholic League finals where they would play Gabriel Richard. They had beaten Bishop Foley earlier in the night to cash their ticket. Now, Cardinal Mooney against Clarkston Everest. Had played them earlier in the year, and I believe at Clarkston-Everest, lost at the buzzer 51-49. This game goes to overtime, and 71-71, Mooney misses a couple free throws at the end of overtime. And the kid from Clarkston-Everest takes it, dribbles in front of their own bench. You would say, what, 30 feet away? From the basket, throws up a shot. His momentum carrying him, like he didn't stop and pop. No, he shot fading, throws it up, hits off the square, rolls around the rim, and goes down. Everest wins at the buzzer again, 71-74. Mooney could potentially see this team in a regional semifinal.
1: Uh, and, And they will... Want to have some payback. <laughs> yes. Yes. The uh, You can't lose twice to a team like that and not be a little irked about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, but Trent Rice had 23, Brian Everhart 21, Julian Iadici 11. But the buzzer beater sinks Mooney again. You no, know it went to overtime. But the point totals that Mooney are giving up is what's they haven't had the problem scoring. They can run with teams if they need to. The problem is they haven't held a team under 60 points in in a hot minute since. last team they held under 60 was Royal Oak Shrine, and that was in January.
1: Which is weird to me because we know their coach. And they hadn't given up. We they, know that he prides on hard work. And, de- and defense. Bef-
0: before this stretch, they had given up 60 points twice, and it was 62 to Gabriel Richard, which, yeah, and 65 to Richmond. Like, they had been holding teams. low. Well, sorry, I guess 62 to Memphis, but they won that game by 15 as well. They had been holding teams in the 40s for a lot of January, and defense has been a struggle for them recently.
1: All right, in the Macomb Area Conference – Blue-gold semifinal last night, Um, and I'm telling you right now, Warren Cousineau is a buzzsaw. What they did to Northern on Friday is now not a fluke to me after I watched them do it to St. Clair last night. They have got some guys that are hot shooting the basketball like it's contagious. You get hot. And, like, everybody on that team is hot. They, again, like their girls' team, they don't play a lot of guys. Like, they emptied the bench in the last minute last night, so it's deceptive, like, 10, 12 guys played in the game. No. No. They use, like, six guys (laughs) pretty much the whole game, and they have energy to burn, and right now – their dudes are playing like dudes like i've watched this team the last two games and they have scored uh, i think in the last 6 quarters they've scored 116 points so
0: since halftime of the northern game they have been we're, we're at up.
1: halftime of the northern game it was 22-21 Cousineau, and they ended up winning that game to And they're basically
0: putting up 20 points a quarter then, right?
1: Yeah, and they beat St. Clair last night, 73-52. to The early fourth quarter, Eli Lohr hit a triple to end the third, which got them to within 11. And then they got a bucket to start the fourth to get it to nine. They got a turnover. Lohr shot a three out of the corner. Damn it, Brady, it went halfway down and popped back out. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. I'm tired of it. I hate it. It the the roof would have come off St. Clair. They would have. They'd need to rebuild the gym, stop the game, and rebuild the gymnasium. Had that shot gone down, because the place was going bonkers and the, everybody's feeling Saints are coming back. Saints. They're down like 18. The Saints are coming back. No. We, after that miss, Cousin O was up 20 all of a sudden, and and that was that was the ball game. Um, it, it, it was uh, they. they Cousins scored 26 in the fourth. They scored 73 points against the Saints, who held Lance Cruz to 30.
0: Who hadn't given up more than 32 points since January. They had 35 at the half. Yeah, here are the scores given up before this game. 30 to Southlake, 32 to East Point, 32 to Fitz, 30 to Lance Cruz, 73
1: bomb dropped on them. And Cousineau started the tournament. They were 7-8 and eight this year. They, they went 4-6 the in, in the uh, the blue.
0: They made the tournament by a game because they beat Utica
1: at the end. Yeah. Uh, Northern had whipped them the first two times they played them, and then they, they they shocked us on Friday and we're like, oh, Northern didn't play a good game. No, you know what? Let's give Cousineau some credit. They're on fire at the right time for them, and th- – they are they are not a nine and eight basketball team the way they are playing right now.
0: No, it's like in the Big Ten tournament when Maryland as the sixth seed just starts hitting every shot, and next thing you know, they're in the, the conference championship and you're like, this wasn't supposed to happen.
1: Yeah. It was eight four St. Clair four minutes into the game, and Cusno went on a seventeen to nothing run. They ended the first half on a thirty-one to eight run and led thirty-five to sixteen. At halftime.
0: That's just ridiculous. It is
1: ridiculous. Uh, Donald Wilburn had 24 points, and I didn't even know that he was their best player in the game. Um, Carson uh, Dice, 18 points. He knocked down four threes in the uh, first uh, half, which gave him nine three-pointers basically in four qu- his last four quarters at that point. Um, they get 16 from Justin Lifshay. Um and, and, and I mean those three guys alone were unbelievable. But then you know they, they get six from this guy and five from this guy and this guy gets a bucket at a key moment for them. The Saints spread it around, but for a stretch, Eli Lore tried to get them back into the game mm-hmm. all by himself. He he finished with 18 points, knocked down a, a couple of big uh, three point shots. To to at least give the Saints that chance at the start of the fourth quarter, but they just couldn't get over the hill. Kai Pennewell had uh, ten points, uh, and uh, Luke Ellis had uh, nine points. Hunter Richardson with six, but nobody else for St. Clair could get more than uh, three. Um, they they you know they had uh, I think seven or eight guys score last night. Yeah, eight guys scored for them last night, but other than Lore and and Penuel, And Ellis, they just couldn't get enough, and they couldn't get stops. Like, Cousino, Brady, Cousino was not just, like, knocking down threes, but they were getting to the basket. They were getting layups. They were getting easy baskets.
0: Do you know what St. Clair's worst loss coming into this game was? A seven-point loss at Warren Woods Tower. And for that bomb to be dropped on them – Hopefully it's acting more as a wake-up call and not the bottom falling out on them. They'll have to play New Haven in the whatever crossover game with the White to finish out a rematch with them from earlier in the season. And that
1: won't be, New Haven lost to Dakota 50-47 to 47
0: last yeah, night. Yeah, New Haven's good. Um, St. Clair also gets to wrap up the regular season with, a, I think, a late-scheduled game against Sterling Heights. That'll be a feel-good game going into districts. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> Sterling Heights ain't coming up to St. Clair and winning. No. But they, they'll they have to, uh, yeah, See, hopefully they bounce back because New Haven, they were down 10 in the fourth quarter to New Haven last time and had a chance to tie it at the buzzer. They couldn't. But
1: but I'm not going to sit here and go, out oh, Northern and St. Clair both laid an egg. I'm going to give Cousin O their due and say you've seen both right, games. right now – Cousineau is as good as anybody the last two games. Like, I... I uh, maybe they would have beaten a Mac Red team the last two games.
0: Like they're playing their best basketball. A good Mac Red team. They're playing their best basketball. Right?
1: Yeah, they're, they're playing good. Let's talk about your boys. Marysville, 75 points against Hazel Park. 75-62. Yeah, talk about coming... Like, I thought they had a... they should win this game,
0: but I didn't expect them to blow up for 75 points, 26 from Tyler Simpson and 20 from Cole Bowman, stupid spam calls ruining our recording, getting a call from a number that looked somewhat familiar. And then no, anyway, (laughs) sorry about that weird transition anyway. Um, yeah, 26 from Tyler Simpson, 20 from Cole Bowman, 75, 62. They get a big win. At Hazel Park, that's a long bus ride for Marysville,
1: and they made the most of it. Come on, yeah. seventy-five. I mean, we we can take stretches out of their season. We we could take like three game stretches out of their season where they didn't score seventy-five points.
0: It feels like it, especially early in the season. But they, hey, they're feeling uh, they're feeling good right now. Hey, they go to Clawson. Sorry, the game was at home against Hazel Park. They didn't go to Hazel Park. My bad. Either way, still scoring a lot in your gym. Now they have to go to Claus, and that's the long bus ride. Make it two in a row. Um, then then you have Warren Mott and Anchor Bay. You, you could be feeling all right about yourself going into districts, or you have to play Port here on Northern at the end of the season. That one might be a little tough for the Vikings, but get a little good feeling because, again, Mary's was a team with nothing to lose come district time they throw up the three guess what they start hitting all of a sudden you're looking like ah crap we're gonna this team's not missing and no one's we're not i don't think either of us are going to pick marysville to win a district so what do they have to lose if they lose it's what was expected no one thought they were going to win if they start hitting them it's like all right playing with their backs against the wall
1: yeah, they're basically we call it playing with house money. Yeah, they're they're going into the postseason playing with house money because again, yeah, the expectation is yeah, and if they do anything, it's all gravy at that point. Yep, but that's a big win
0: for them. Marine City, a team that could match up with Marysville in the postseason, they get a nice win over Port here
1: on high. 52:46, the score in this one. Uh, Scott Kretschmar with 17. Wyatt Walker with 15 for the Mariners. How about this for PH? Aaron Smith, 17 points last night for the Big Reds, and they get 16 from Connor Rosanoff.
0: Yeah, and Marine City was up big. I think they started off the game on an 11-0 run. Port Huron tried to get back into it. They just couldn't, and eventually it was – yeah, Marine City – Able to keep them at bay. Marine City trying to get some momentum going into the final bit. Um, They lost at Madison, but they played well in that game. That's against a team that was undefeated. Marine City's won four of their last six. Their only loss is at Fear and at Madison. So as long as they're not playing in Madison Heights, they're doing well. (laughs) Um, They have Sterling Heights at home. I fully expect Marine City to win. Wow, Sterling Heights is going to have to come up to East China a lot the Next week, it's good or so. for him,
1: builds character. Here's
0: the one <laughs> that I think's the biggest indicator of how what where Marine City's at. They go to Cardinal Mooney on next Tuesday. Let's see how they do against that because those are two teams that one starting to build up a little bit come postseason time, and the other is trying to right the ship. Yeah, right the ship is a good way to put it, especially defensively. That's one I'm going to be interested in next week.
1: Um, and, like, how many more games would PH have won this year if they could get 17 from Aaron? Smith? Right. That's a big <laughs> performance from the big man. Yeah, that is that is big. Um, a, a team that, you know, since they clinched the blue title, Northern's kind of struggled a little bit. Um, and so I think it was a, a big win for them last night. They beat Lance Cruz 60-57. to 57. That that's a it's the right time to get a win and and it and the, it didn't come easy. They had to struggle for it. But 26 points, 13 rebounds for Tyler Jamison, um, and a huge performance from Malachi Mitchell, 12 points, 12 rebounds, and then Evan DeLong throws in nine points. Those are all the components yes. that Northern was getting when they were on that 11-game win streak. Yeah. or whatever it was. I think it went on. And that's games.
0: what they're going to need, because looking at how the MHSA does the bracket draw, and maybe we can really get into it on Thursday if uh, Gallagher joins us, but they're probably going to have to beat Lonscruz North and Dakota to win a district. That's how it looks like it's going to shape out, and, well, they're going to need a 12-12 and 12 from Malachi Mitchell. They're going to need Evan DeLong to put up nine. They're going to need Maher to have – six to ten points in the game that's a win against a talented Lance Cruz team I believe Karan Williams was supposed to play in that one I don't know if he did for sure but if he does that's a lot different Lance Cruz team than the one that played St. Clair yeah
1: that's that's a nice win all right long segment there and we still got more so stick around because the hockey playoffs start tonight, as a matter of fact, and we'll talk about that coming up in round three. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, Give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you.
2: If your windows stick, slip, squeak, or leak...
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com,
1: that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. And uh, let's get into the high school hockey playoffs because they actually start tonight. The first game of the Division II Regional hosted by Romeo Features Thumb Legion against Stony Creek, seven o'clock, Suburban Ice Arena. That's where I'll be tonight on Stream One, and that will uh, kick off uh, four days of hockey coverage in a row um, for me. Because uh, after tonight's game, by the way, the winner of tonight's game will play again on Friday against Romeo. And if it's Thumb Legion, and they're thirteen and twelve, Stony Creek is four and twenty. I don't know how much the records play in. Seen both of these teams. I think it's going to be a fairly evenly matched game tonight um, with that anybody can win. Romeo's waiting for the winner. Seen Romeo this year. They're pretty good. Right. Um, uh, and I've seen Marysville and I've seen Anchor Bay, and that's Friday's matchup in the other semifinal. And then um, the championship game for this one, isn't until next week. Yeah, I don't, which is the weird. hockey
0: one's weird. I usually don't usually you go like we talked about this last time Monday, Wednesday, Friday or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was actually surprised that um yeah, number one they didn't they started out today instead of yesterday. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and then it might have worked out to where you could have had this game on, uh, on Saturday. Or, or I'm surprised that they're not playing back-to-back and not playing Friday-Saturday. But that's, that's how it worked out. The, the final is, I think, on Tuesday for this regional of next right. week. But uh, at any rate, um, I, I, I want so bad a Marysville-Romeo rematch because the game that I saw earlier at Suburban – was the best hockey game I've seen this season
0: you don't want a thumb legion Marysville final?
1: Well that I mean hey, that's great if it happens, but um and and obviously, if Anchor Bay were to beat Marysville, you know I'm going to root for the tars in in a final, but I just I want that Marysville Romeo game because if it's half as good as the first meeting, it's going to be a great game. Right.
0: Yeah, cuz I remember you were all giddy about that one.
1: Oh, it was so much fun and it was such a great win for Marysville in overtime, 5 to 4. They made a they had a great start and they had a great finish in that game and in between there was a lot of good hockey uh and those two teams, they just went up and down the ice and and traded chances and there was good goaltending, there was good plays, there were good hitting. Um, Romeo was a little stupid with the penalties the first time around. Yes. It would be interesting to see if they can clean uh, that up. But this, uh, to me, this is the the regional where it's Marysville and Romeo's to win or lose. Um, And not to say that Anchor Bay can't be – Anchor Bay is sneaky good. They have beat Marysville once this year. Yeah. Anchor Bay is sneaky good. So they could throw a monkey wrench into it. Um, And, again – I like Thumb Legion, uh, and I think they can beat Stony Creek tonight. I don't know that they can beat Romeo. That's just being honest. Well, that's why they play the game. Yeah. Uh, And then Thursday, the D1 tournament starts, uh, and all this is happening at Suburban Ice Arena. Northern plays uh, Utica Unified in the first game. Again, I I think the Husk – Utica Unified is good, but Northern just – should be prepared for this, and and they and this should is be why able they play to play in the MIH. Yeah, uh, the the MiHL schedule should have them ready. Utica should look like they're going in slow motion to Northern. Yes, to, to be p- honest about
0: compared it, compared to Catholic Central and yeah. Brother Rice, De La Salle. I mean, they Cranbrook,
1: they beat Liggett,
0: Trenton, Gross Point North. Yeah,
1: and and down the stretch, Northern has been scoring more goals now. They've been winning more hockey games. Um and I, I think Northern should be all right. Uh, PH uh, Unified gets Eisenhower in the second game on uh, Thursday, and again, now that they've got a full lineup, PH has been competitive, but uh, again, I don't know if they're going to have the firepower in, in this tournament. Would I love a Northern-PH game because that's what we would get Saturday night if they both win? I would love that because it guarantees then that we get a team through, right? For uh, the, again, for the finals. But um, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think that Eisenhower has probably got to be the, uh, the favorite against PH. The other game in that uh, bracket, because there are three other teams in that bracket, Dakota and Lakeview play the early game on Thursday, and the winner there plays uh, Lance Cruz. On uh, Saturday, and then yeah, they don't play the final in that one until Tuesday at Suburban Ice Arena, which so.
0: is weird and could cause conflicts with girl the opening rounds of girls basketball.
1: Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not thrilled with that. When is the 29th? Is that Monday? Do we the, 29th, or the 28th? I was gonna say we don't have a 20th. The, the, the 28th is Monday, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's Monday is when uh, uh, Marysville would play if they reach the final. Okay, so we we could have conflicts, of course, Monday and Wednesday, you know, can't can't play these games on Tuesday when the girls aren't playing. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, I'll stick with with hockey, and then we'll do the best we can covering the girls' basketball uh, districts. But uh, maybe Monday and Tuesday we have a little less coverage than we'd like to.
0: Yeah, blame the weird scheduling. Not my fault. <laughs>
1: we'd move it if we could. Yes. Absolutely. But uh, in a nutshell, I do think that Northern and Marysville should both at least get to the regional final here. And uh, I don't think it's a slam dunk for either team. Obviously, Marysville and Romeo is the final I think we're going to get in D2, and they're evenly matched. Um, And I think Northern will end up facing Lance Cruz Unified, In the final, Lance Cruz Unified is not bad. Mm -hmm. They're dangerous. They got a couple of kids that zip the puck around pretty good in uh, Gulley and uh, Ringstad. Um, That's not an easy win, but Northern has the wild card. They have Logan Sheffer.
0: Yes. (laughs) And a goalie can always make you uh, dangerous in the playoffs. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, I'm at st Clair host port here on northern tonight girls basketball you have a want a quick word on that one
1: uh this game intrigues me especially the way uh Jersey McGregor's played the the last uh three games because the the Saints when when they can't get the post game going sometimes they struggle against uh, teams and this is a, a tough match they've got a couple of girls that they'll throw at Jersey uh, tonight. But this is a tough matchup if Jersey's in the, that 15-15 area. Yes, it will. Uh, and she's been better than that in the last few games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the team that shoots three better is going to win this one because, well, that's if St. Clair can neutralize Jersey McGregor because she has been on fire the last couple weeks.
1: Yeah. But, again, that'll be interesting because, uh, you know, uh, Schindler – Will definitely be challenged tonight, but the the Saints can also throw uh, Zimmer out there, and they can also throw Saros at you. So they're they're gonna ha- kind of have the three headed monster working on Jersey McGregor tonight, I think. Yep. But you know, Nichols has been a wild card, and you never know if Abby Landshut is knocking them down. This is going to be a fun Take game. Malcolm I think. Malcolm
0: for St. Clair at a yeah. good game against Lance Cruz.
1: You know, uh, and, and again, so, like, record-wise, you say the Saints are the favorite and are on their home court, but, um, like, I was impressed by the the Northern win. They played Romeo tough in an overtime uh, game, so we'll, we'll see. This, this should be a fun game tonight. Yes, it should. All right, you got anything else? I do not. Um, hockey
0: playoffs start tonight should be fun. I have girls basketball. Um, we'll be back on Friday with or without Mike Gallagher, hopefully with. Yeah, hopefully with.